I hear a lot from, and I uh, really enjoy listening to him speak, but one of the topics is how how does emission pricing affect affordability here in Canada? And Trevor Toome is joining us, Associate Professor, Department of Economics at the University of Calgary, and a research fellow, School of Public Policy. Trevor, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. No, not a problem. Hey, let's, uh, let's get right into this. I, I was reading this report, and, uh, I, you know, I, I'm confused. I try to learn new things every day. And sometimes I get, I hate using the term dumbing it down a little bit, but tell us a little bit about your latest findings in this report. Sure. So affordability concerns are certainly top of mind for many, and it's important to understand what's driving these price increases. And because a lot point to carbon taxes and climate policy, uh, Dr. Winter, my colleague, and I wanted to try and break down the numbers in the BC case. You know, that's a province that has had a carbon tax in place for about 15 years now. Yeah. Uh, so it gives a good uh, a good place to, to look at the data, see what the experience was there. So using the, the most recently available work from StatCan, we're trying to track what the carbon tax means for the price of different products, from food to clothing to even cell phones and plane trips and so on and so forth. And I guess the underlying intuition is the carbon tax obviously affects gasoline, natural gas. You know, we can see that on the on our bill. You see that at the pump. But how that cascades through into the price of other things is not so obvious. You know, yes. It increases trucking and, and fuel costs, and that gets passed on to consumers. And that was what we were really trying to get a handle on. Well, Trevor, sometimes people hear the term emissions pricing, and they just don't get it. As much as I, say, as I hate to say dumb it down a little bit, can we break that down, and then we'll kind of oh, go sure. through this a little bit? Yeah. So okay. what, we, what we do in Canada is to levy uh, a charge on greenhouse gas emissions. And we do that by levying a tax on specific fuel. So right now there's a 14 cent per liter tax on gasoline mm-hmm. and a $3.30 tax per gigajoule on natural gas. And, and then there's a whole bunch of other fuels where there's different tax rates applied to that. So basically it's just a tax on fuel calibrated to reflect some per ton charge we want on greenhouse gas emissions. I always love the fact that the word tax is avoided, and by saying oh, it's I'll emissions pricing. Carbon tax. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they say emissions pricing, everybody goes, well, I guess it's not a tax. They go, oh, not so fast. Uh, it's yeah, just, it kind yeah. of sums it all up. Are people too sensitive about things like this or no? Well, I mean, I don't really have a good political sense, and so I don't know. I, I think it, it absolutely is a carbon tax, and I can understand that, that politicians may want to avoid the T word, but yeah. we are levying a government-mandated charge on different items, and that's what we normally think of as a tax. And so I'm quite comfortable saying, yeah, we levy a carbon tax. And, and yeah, we could have a conversation about the pros and cons of that, but that's what it is. Well, I was just going to ask, what's the good and bad of all this? Can you break oh, it down like that? Yeah. Or are we going to be sure. here all night? No, no. I, there's really two simple things to keep in mind. Uh, the good is that it is a way to create an incentive for people with lower emissions, and that creates a positive environmental benefit globally. Uh, the 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 con is that it creates a financial cost that's different for different people. So if you have a long commute, you're affected differently than someone who has a, a shorter one. Right. And it's it's a it's a financial cost that you can see, uh, which makes it also unpopular. And so so there are some political challenges there. But you know, like any climate policy and really like any policy at all, 
there's pros and cons. But the, the objective of the carbon tax is to try and lower emissions in the most efficient way possible. I saw in the report there were two uh, two phrases. One was direct increases. The other was indirect increases. Right. Can we break that down a little? Sure. So the carbon tax affects you and I and, and everyone directly to the extent that you buy gasoline and natural gas and propane directly. Right? There is a charge on those fuels. And so every liter that you buy in gasoline, that's 14 cents. Yep. in carbon taxes that you'll pay. So that's the direct cost. That's kind of the obvious charge. Yes. The indirect cost is not so obvious. You know, truckers will pay on the fuel and diesel that they buy, and they'll pass that on to the shippers. And so the cost of moving, for example, fuel from point A to point B is made a little bit more expensive, and that's going to make food a little bit more expensive. The the cost of heating a mall or a retail outlet or a grocery store, that's going to go up a little bit from the charge on natural gas. And all that's going to trickle through to the price of goods and services right across the economy. And we call that the indirect effect because it's it's not so obvious this is the one or that fascinates not so visible it's kind of obvious when you think about it yeah this is the one that fascinates me the most because everybody talks about all oh, grocery chain stores they're they're charging too much for this they're charging too much for that but when you start taking a look at it you still have to get the product to the grocery stores and nobody seems to want to go there on this one yeah, I, I mean, I think this is an interesting sector. Lots, uh, lots of things going on. Certainly, a lot of concern recently around whether profits are too high. We've seen the Feds weigh in uh, yeah. there, and and that's kind of a separate point from how changes in costs are passed through to consumers. You know, we could have a conversation around whether there's enough competition in the grocery sector. Um, that's kind of separate from how much of the food price increases that we've observed recently is due to the carbon tax, assuming it's fully passed through to w- consumers. That's really what we try and estimate here. Yeah, and I was I was going to ask, where where is the biggest hit for consumers? Well, food is probably the easy one, and gas is, is another one. But are there a few other yeah. ones that you noticed? Because you had a great list. It, it was a fantastic bar graph thing. I, I loved it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, gasoline and natural gas, those are the two big ones. A lot of us buy a lot of both of those fuels to heat our homes and to to commute to work and so on. If we look at about the the indirect cost, that's about one-third of the total. Things where there's not an explicit charge on it. And I think about airlines. That's a very energy-intensive, fuel-intensive service. And we estimate, at least in British Columbia, from their carbon tax, the the cost of air transport is about 0.9% higher as a result of the carbon tax. And then food, this is one that's very salient, top of mind. This is actually the third most affected item, and prices of food are about 0.3% higher due to BC's carbon tax. And and that's not nothing, don't get me wrong, but it's far lower than the well over 20% increase in food prices that we've seen since the start of COVID. And so the carbon tax is certainly raising prices, but much more modestly relative to the broader affordability crisis that Canadians are experiencing in recent years. I know we could do the math on it, but I, I was looking at the differences between British Columbia and Alberta. W- w- are there some? Are they wildly different? 
they're, they're in a lot not of ways. wildly different. No, okay. so things do vary by province. You know, Alberta is, for example, not going to grow the same type of food that British Columbia does. And mm-hmm. so if we're buying things from there, it's got to travel a greater distance and so might be affected differently. But then things we grow here are less subject to those kind of transportation-related carbon tax costs. So when we look at Alberta, using the same stack and data source, we actually find the food's pretty similar. It's just under 0.3% from the carbon tax that prevails here. But Manitoba, this, their food is about 0.9% higher, 0.85% higher due to the carbon tax. And so that, that's the province that has the, the highest food price increase. So still, that's a that's a meaningful change in the price, but yeah. it's still small relative to the large increase that we've seen. So our, I guess our main takeaway is that affordability challenges very real, and it's right that this is top of the, the agenda of political parties and, and governments, but emissions and carbon taxes, it's just not a big part of the story. So eliminating those wouldn't solve the affordability problem, and policymakers really need to consider other solutions there. Hey, listen, if somebody wants to read this, uh, how, do they, how do they track it down? Well, they can go to policyschool.ca, and it'll be right there on the main landing page. Trevor, thanks for your time. Great chatting. You bet. My pleasure. All right, there you go. Trevor Toome joining us, Associate Professor, Department of Economics at the University of Calgary, Research Fellow, also uh, School of Public Policy. As he said, uh, uh, schoolpolicy.ca is where you can go. That's their website.